The Adams County High School Football Coaches Show, sponsored by our only sponsor we've ever had, Leaky Brothers Plumbing and Heating. Also sponsored by Graver Insurance, Mind's Eye Graphics, Adams Moral Hospital, Innovative Concepts Audio and Video, Highway 27 Landscape, um, Thrivent Financial, <clears throat> and our host, our gracious host, each Saturday morning is the West End Restaurant, where uh, one of the only reasons I can get football coaches to show up and talk to me on Saturday morning because we're going to get a good breakfast. And uh, joining me now is uh, Coach Michael Mosier, the Adam Central Flying Jets. And Michael, um, and talking to uh, Grant Mosier last week, he knew he had a tall task in, in front of him to play you guys, but I don't know if we knew how tough a task it was. Uh, your team played really well last night and pretty much just shut him down on both sides of the ball, offensive and defense. And it's like they just couldn't get anything going, and it shows that uh, you got a pretty good football team this year. Well, well, we do. We we have a good football team. We got good kids that uh, that that play well together, and that's the thing I I really love about this team. They they want to win, uh, but they they also love each other, and they 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 they're great friends, and they they just play so hard. And I think you know last night we we wanted them to be able to continue to play like that. Uh, the big deal was we we couldn't come out be flat. We knew that uh, in a rival game, um, you're going to have emotions. Um, we knew that South Adams would come out on fire. Um, and so we had to be able to, to really squelch that and put that out. And I think our kids really did a really good job. Uh, offensively, um, you know, we, we, we did our thing and, and we, we did well, but we, we made some, we had some mishaps early on. We fumbled a, a snap and then we, we just kind of killed ourselves in some areas. But I think defensively, it was really where I think, I think, was the the turning point you know being able to hold them to zero yards rushing and i think they had a hundred and some yards passing and that that was a that was a big deal you know we we stress you know offense scores points and drains clock and and defense wins games and and that's kind of our our motto and i think we our kids buy into that and and we spend a lot of time on defense and and uh, that's hard for an offensive coach to say and that, and that's been the joke you know we always want to focus on offense but really in all honesty uh, defense is really where it's at and i know that uh, your running game last night uh your offensive line controlled the, the ball enough that it seemed like Curry and Neuenschwander and uh, the and um, Hirely just had plenty of time to pick their blocks. Yeah. They're running downfield, had lots of linemen downfield blocking yep. for them and would spring them. And then that's what had some big yardage for you. That I mean, it just won the line of scrimmage. Your your offensive line took that line of scrimmage ten yards down the field and really opened up the field and gave those guys with some speed some real opportunities to open it up. I think I think. That was the key for us too. We we knew we needed to control the line of scrimmage both offensively and defensively, and we we have the guys that can do that. And I think that was a big difference maker in the in the game. Uh, you know, I think comparing us, you know, we got a lot of our skill guys back from last year, but I think really the the offensive line and defensive lines uh, have just made that step up. Where last year we had a lot of a lot of yet some inexperience there that really showed, and I think that inexperience has become you know better. You know, I think of Cody Lotzenheiser and uh, who was a sophomore last year, uh, Zach Worm who was a freshman last year. Now they're playing up, and they're really a, a big big key for for us is they're they're playing well. Corbin Hershey, um, Brian Gerard. Uh, those those guys are are doing doing what we want them to do, and we knew that the same. You know, with with one A football, you're going to have them on both sides of the ball. Um, that's just kind of how it is. And so those guys, we depend on those guys on defense as well as offense. And you know, they're they're physical all game. And I think that's a big big key to our success is the 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 ability of those guys to do that. Now, I you know, you're down in the field uh, interviewing coaches before the game. You look at the size of kids and. 
you know, I, I'm I've never been a big guy down on the field, and yeah. those kids always look pretty big to me. But your, your offensive line, they're not huge, they're not overpowering, but they're they're quick and they're athletic. And as you're talking about, they're not that they're not upperclassmen. You got a bunch of younger um, yeah. oh. underclassmen there that right. are in there, and uh, they're quick off the ball, and uh, they hit pretty hard. And, and like you said, they're scrappy, and they're, they're going to play, and they're tough. And it's one of those things that uh, in a game that you you're leading pretty good, uh, they still play hard to the ball, yep. but then you know you're going to have a game down the road where you're going to play somebody, they're going to have to be tested. Well, yeah, and I think that was the, the epitome of what the Eastside game was for us. You know, I thought I thought Eastside controlled the line of scrimmage, and, and that was, a you know, they punched our, our offense and defensive lines in the mouth, and we kind of backed down. I think that's that's been um, a real challenge on this group. They don't they don't want that to happen again. And we're going to face some good competition. You know, we're going to we're going to face that in the future. And they have to be able to be prepared each game, uh, regardless of the size. You know, I know that the Park Heritage game was uh, was a big one for us. We we were outsized, and yet we took it as a challenge. And I thought we controlled the offense and defensive line there too. So we got to be able to continue to do that. I did notice that after your running game and, and pretty much dominated and got to lead, uh, you guys went to the air and, and worked mm-hmm. on your offense mm-hmm. a little bit and let uh, Black throw the ball around and had a couple guys make some really good catches. And was it on a point after the two point conversion yeah, that uh, that Yergler sure. made probably one of the best catches we've yeah. seen all season? Yeah. Tiptoed to back of the line yeah. and catches it back shoulder one armed and uh, for the two point conversion. Yeah. And uh, I mean that's the kind of thing that uh, you want to work on. Uh, Adam Central is like Ohio State and Woody Woody Hayes. You just run the ball, <laughs> yeah. run the ball, yeah. run the ball. But occasionally you're going to need to go to that. So it's nice to to have a chance to work on that a little bit to open things up for yeah, your if, offense. If, if you're a, a receiver, uh, you know my son and 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 Brace and our our two outside receivers. Uh, it's not a it's not a glorious position <laughs> to be a receiver for Adam Central. But yet we also know that we do pass the ball, and you know they have to be ready. You know they may not get get the ball you know more than two or maybe three times a game they're gonna have to make do on when we do it it's just it's just who we are and it's just what we do and you know brace and brace and everybody will tell you he's got the best hands on, on our team for sure and if not not the area he's a very good receiver and he would be great on a spread he'd be great <laughs> on a spread football team but uh as luck would have it he's part of adam central and he makes us go and i think it's extremely important and that's one of the things you look at from week to week it's like uh, you pretty much have your offensive scheme, regardless of who you're going to yeah, play. Right. But uh, you you occasionally break something out if your if your defense is going to play a bluffton where they're going to widespread and mm-hmm, put mm-hmm. five guys in a pattern. Mm-hmm. You know that that's what they're going to do. Yep. Um, it, from year to year, they'll get a, a good back that can run in yep. the middle. But for the yep. most part, you you run your th- thing, and uh, you're going to put your best game out there, and the next team is going to have to step up and, right. and defeat you at that pro- that plan. Right. And and we know that we will have to go to the spread sometimes. So I mean, it's like like against Eastside where where they were controlling the line, we could not we could not run the ball for a while. And so we go to the spread and and had some great success and that kind of opened our my our eyes up a little bit to hey, we can do this. And we do have skilled guys. I mean, all of our receivers, you know, we got my son Josh, we got Nick, we got Alex, we got Brayson. Th- those guys can catch the ball and they they have a good way of getting open. And Blackie can throw the ball well, and uh, you know we just got to be able to shore up our offensive line. I thought last night, um, you know, he was sacked on one of the times that we were we were going to go throw the ball, and and we just can't have that. Those, but we don't really work on it. That's the problem. You know, we don't work on we don't work on that that much. And you know, we're a run based team. We want to drive block and get things done. But um, we got to continue to work on it. We do work on it in practice, but we're going to continue because there's going to be games down the road. 
there's going to be games down the road that we're going to need it uh, when, for some reason, you know, we have someone that's controlling the line of scrimmage. We're going to need to spread it out to do something different. And so that's something we always have to be ready for. You know, you can very easily turn your pass game, uh, your run game into pass game. Yep, I mean, if, yep. if you send Nui or, or Alex in, yep. in motion out of that run and shoot and yep. you know, hit them with a little swing pass yep. out there, that gets their quickness out of the offside line. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically that's just a long run yep. or a long pitch. Yep. And uh, a couple of times last night we, we saw that where it's like, you get that guy in motion, you can really spread the field out. And if that defensive line doesn't pursue out there, yep. it's a one-on-one -on -one situation. And you guys have people that on a one-on-one -on -one situation yep. can make people miss out there. And we saw that numerous yeah. times last Nick, night. Nick can, Nick can do that, uh, and Alex can do that real well. And, uh, you know, that's why we love to spread it out sometimes. Uh, it just kind of, you know, again, it makes teams, makes teams prepare for it. You know, they know that we can do it. And so it makes them spend some time on it. And I think that's really what what we want them to do we want them to to try to figure out how we're going to how they're going to try to play us and who they're going to try to stop uh, and there's a lot of people on our team that you know you have to you have to try to stop if you want to stop Blake okay well then we got Alex <coughs> and Nick coming out so it, you got to take your pick and I think our kids do a really good job with that well offensively we talk a lot about how many points you scored but uh, to hold Adams uh, hold South Adams to to one touchdown and basically the your number twos gave up yep. that touchdown yep late in the game and it's like that it, it tells me your defense is tough and you've got a you've got a 10th grader on the line in, in bloom that was an all-conference yeah. defensive end as a freshman last year um we saw some big plays that uh, we saw higher in the backfield chasing uh um owen Warner yeah. last night we yeah. saw bloom in the backfield chasing so i mean we talk a lot about your offense because you scored a lot of points but as dane brought up he said adam central has had pick sixes yeah. every week in the past and yeah. he said all in the first half and next thing you know you get a pick six uh, yeah, yeah. late late in the first half, and it's yeah. like, well, there's no one. But uh, defensively, your, your guys put enough pressure on them that yeah. uh, forced Warner to, to make a bad pass, that an ill-advised pass that a young uh, underclassman is going to yeah. make. And, and once you get an open field like that, when the guys like uh, Nui and stuff make yeah. that pick, it's like it's it, hard to bring them down. It's hard to bring them down, and I thought our guys did a really good job. You know, we, we've also, surprisingly, I think just, just the speed of our team uh, has been to our advantage. You know, you get you get it to Nick or you get it to Ryan Tester. Uh, both those guys have had, they've now had two uh, pick sixes together. And, and then, you know, you're going to have to punt or kick to, to Alex Curry. And, and he scored another touchdown last night on a, on a punt return. But it was, you know, of course, called back because of a block in the back. But uh, he's just, a, you know, we're just really excited about the kids that we have and, and – uh, uh, we have a lot of weapons, and uh, we we want to try to use them. Use them, and in our coaches' meeting, that's what we try to to do. Is how do you know? Here we have these weapons. How do we how do we best utilize them? You know, and so those are things that we as coaches talk about and and try to figure out. And uh, last night, uh, one thing that really makes coaches kind of have have tough sleep at night is uh, in the first series. I think there was four or five penalties in the first series mm -hmm. between both teams. Yep. It's like it's like one of those things. Teams are nervous. They come out. You know, the first two times line, guys line up on inside the neutral yeah. zone yes. on defense. It was like, and then you had a procedure penalty. Yeah. And then it's like, as a coach, you're like, let's settle down. How are we going to clean this stuff up? Yeah, we had a fumbled snap. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, it's hard. I mean, because cause this, this is a big game. And, and, and I knew that going in. You know, I, even, even when we were, we were warming up, uh, it was like we lost our heads a little bit on it. Coach Hammond was just going crazy uh, <laughs> with a few of our secondary personnel. And, and it was like, uh, what have we been working on all week, guys? Why aren't you, you know? And so it, I, I, knew, I knew it going in um, that, okay, 
uh, the nerves, the nerves are there, the jitters are there, and you, you, you have to deal with those things. And that first series, you saw it with both teams. You are 100% right on that. So um, we looked at uh, this past week. We're looking forward to next week. Uh, mm-hmm. On uh, October 1st, you guys go down and play Southern Wells. Yeah. At Southern Wells, I mean, Southern Wells, you go down to Carnes Crazies, are still alive and well down there. But, they are. Uh, but that, that team, uh, I think the energy that Carnes Crazies bring just needs to be amplified by the guys at Planet Field because mm-hmm. they just don't seem to have the numbers. We t- we talked off uh, off air about uh, what that does, and it's mm-hmm. like that that program is a powerhouse at one point in time, mm-hmm. and just due to numbers and, and the way the world is going today yeah, with people shifts, m- just, moving yeah, out, it's moving like out. it's really hard to get a team up and running. And uh, we've talked a little bit about the conference, and uh, they struggle in, in, in the ACAC, yep. and uh, it's just one of those things that uh, at some point in time they have to look and say, is this beneficial for everybody? Yeah, I, yeah we've, we've had those conversations. I'm sure they have that conversation too. Uh, I know they they love it. They they have so much support down there. Um, they have been a strong strong uh, team in the past. I mean they they've always given us fits, and they are down. There they, there's no point about that. They are down. They're playing with a lot of young kids. I mean basically they still have a JV team. You know that's playing their varsity schedule, and that's tough. You know, but I will give it to them. They, I mean, you, you, you watch them. I've watched them on film a couple times already with some past teams that we were playing, like we saw them against Jay County. And, and their kids, and this is always the case with Southern Wells, their kids are going to play hard. You know, regard, regardless, they're going to play hard, and they're going to come out, and they're going to do their thing as best as they, they can. Um, they don't. They just don't have the numbers. I mean, they have such a small team, and I think that really hurts them in, in their varsity schedule. You know, I don't know what the future will hold with them, but, you know, they're, they got – they are going to have to try to figure that out and figure out what they want to do in terms of do they want to continue to play football or do they not or 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 do they see you know in some of the 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 young teams coming up do they see um a, a future there we'll we'll see we'll see well we uh we wish the best for them and yeah, we, uh, we, we know we, it's, we know it's a, a hard task to do but uh it, yeah. for the other teams in the conference i mean they have to look at do we keep that game on our schedule or do we go and get another team that's going to benefit us because if my JV's playing against them in the first half yeah. because of the score, I mean, it, it doesn't benefit us. But, I mean, that's what football coaches do. You've been on both sides yeah. of the ball. You yes, know what exactly. it is. And it's like you have empathy for those yep. coaches. But yep. uh, you you get to the point where you have to do what's best for your team. And I guess down the road we'll see what happens. Yeah, so. and, and that's really the question is, you know, do they stay in the conference or do they find a, a, a more smaller team conference, you know, that, that they can compete in? I, I don't know. You know, just don't know what the future holds there. Um, you know, got some good friends over there that that believe in the system and and love the school and and want to have success. So I know that they work on. It. I mean, they're working on it. It's just mm-hmm. right now, it's tough. Well, as as a monetary effort, when you look at it, football is the most expensive sport. It is to it put is. people yes. into. You got helmets, you got yep. equipment. It is and, expensive. And in a small school corporation like that. At some point in time, somebody's going to say, look, are we going to throw money into this? And it, it takes the support yeah. of the people that say, yeah, we'll do what it takes. We'll support it uh, on our own if we have to. But, I mean, s- supporting a football team is a uh, expensive it's huge. task. It, it is. And and if you don't see things progressing, it, it is it runs into that, you know, dollars and cents. I mean, it really does and d- determines what you're going to do. There's There's so many different schools like southern wells who don't have football i mean i mean you look at the number of schools that have basketball and football you know it's it's amazing the number of small schools that that don't have football it it is that way and 
And I think that's what they're going to have to make a decision here in the future on what they what they want to do if they want to continue to do it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Michael, I appreciate you coming in this morning. Uh, we will stay tuned as um, I think our game of the week, we have South Adams yeah. versus Jay County next week at South Adams. But uh, uh, we will see that, you that next should be a good. That should be a, a good ball game. You know, we'll see what happens there. We'll see you next week. And as you're uh, – your breakfast special has showed up yes. here. We're going to send it back to studio. Steve gave a run aboard. We'll be back with uh, Coach Daniel Meyer of the Belmont Braves right after this message. Brothers Plumbing, Heating, Adams County High School Football Coaches Show. And uh, I got a uh, IM last night late. It says, uh, hey, my son's sick. I won't be at the coaches show, but I'll, I'll send a uh, very capable substitute tomorrow. So uh, Nick Hall told me that uh, sent his D.C. Uh, um Daniel Meyer here this morning, and Daniel didn't have any trouble finding the West End restaurant as he grew up over on 8th Street just around the corner. So uh, hometown boy, uh, back on the coaching staff with uh, Coach Hall. And, uh, Daniel, it's one of those things, uh, as new young coaches get jobs, they, they lean back to what they know, and they go and find their buddies that played with. Uh, and that's what he's done with yourself and Trent Bussey and some of those other guys have, have built up this coaching staff. Uh, for you, what's it like to be uh, part of this uh, coaching staff trying to rebuild this uh, Belmont team? I mean, it's it's great seeing familiar faces uh, and kind of going through the same experiences through high school. We know kind of what it takes to get to that level of a program to win, at least from the player standpoint. Obviously, it's different as a coach, but it's nice having familiar faces. We're all on the same page. We all get along really well, so... I mean, it's a great experience. And it's one of those things that uh, you guys were all in those, those championship teams that uh, Belmont had. You know how to be a champion, but you have to instill that in those kids that uh, this is what the program should be and this is what we're going to do to try and bring it back. And I, I know that he's really got a lot of community support that's got behind him. Uh, last couple of coaches were guys that were not from the area and really had trouble trying to build up that uh, local uh, community support. But I think he's... I think you're doing the right things. Things are going the right way. Uh, the the crowd is out. They have big big fan following, and uh, it's just one of those things that you play in a really tough conference, and it's not the conference that uh, you need to be in to build a winning program. Yeah, we we go through quite the grinder once we once we hit our conference schedule, well, even in the beginning of the year. But well, you you play Adam Central and South Adams, who were one a one a like top five, both of them for your first two weeks of the season. So you start out on a on a rough foot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to say because when we were better, it's great for us because it prepares us for those postseason. But right now, it's rough whenever we have four guys that are sophomores starting on our offensive line against Leo this week who had two guys on the D-line that are going Division One. So it's rough, but I think it's good that we're in the conference. Yeah. I mean, it's to the point where it'll make your kids better and uh, from week one to week six, which we just had last night, and that's what we just talked a little bit. Uh, everybody's surprised it's week six already. Um, those kids uh, that start as freshmen, they have grown leaps and bounds, and uh, we saw we saw some great play out of those young guys. And and when your when your senior start uh, starting captain and your center goes out, and you look to a tenth grader and say, "Hey, you're going to be a center this week," and he steps in and performs. And I tell you what, you've got some guys on the offensive line that are young guys, but uh, they are really growing. And uh, in a couple of years, uh, when these guys are seniors, they're going to be studs. Yeah, I mean, last night, even against that, that stellar defensive line that we played against, we still rushed for 200 yards. In the beginning of the first quarter, we were able to move the ball. It's just when we got behind, that's when we struggled a bit. So the guys are doing great against 
really good competition. It's just we got to keep that moving forward each year and getting better. Well, the the depth of your of your team. I know that uh, we saw you guys last week, and you you drive the ball down like ten or twelve play drive, and it falters, and then then the the steamroller starts going, and it's hard to stop. And then in the second quarter, you guys play tough in the first half, and in the second quarter, because you're playing 11, 12, 13, 14 guys. I mean, those guys get tired, and you look across the the way, and that team's got seventy five kids dressed, and it's like they're so deep that. You know, their their twos are in, and they're still way fresher than you guys are, and it just really makes it tough to, like, compete at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it really does. Like, we play about 14 guys both sides of the ball, and a lot of them play all the special teams, too, because our depth just isn't great, which is, which is fine. It's giving a lot of experience to those younger kids going both ways, and, I mean, hit the postseason time. We should start hitting teams that are about our size, so we'll – I think it's better for us, but right now, I think it's hard for the kids and maybe in the community to see. But those kids are working hard and they're competing. It's just we're playing teams that can do 22 guys on each side of the ball that rotate in. But well, we um, we know that Leo's was a stud-loaded team. It's one of those things that, uh, as a coach, you look at it and say, you know, how do I survive this week? I mean, I want to get through it. I want to make sure my young guys don't get uh, injured badly and. Uh, Make sure that uh, we make it through this game. We, you knew that the, your chances of uh, winning that game were, were were not on your favor, but uh, you get through the game. Everybody comes out of it, and you look towards next week. We play New Haven, and New Haven's been down a little bit. That, but then again, New Haven last night come out and beat Columbus City twenty-one to nothing. And uh, Columbus City is one of those teams that was really on the up. And uh, looks like New Haven found a way to stop Columbus City last night. Mm-hmm. New Haven. Even when it seems like they're down, they always have athletes. They always yeah. got guys that can run the ball. <clears throat> They may not be the most disciplined, but they can move. So it'll be it'll be a tough match. Just hopefully we're able to uh, make that scoreboard look a little bit better. Yeah, it's one of those things. Typically, uh, if if you can control those guys that line of scrimmage uh, and don't give them space, if you give them space, they're fast. I mean, they always have speed, and they can put guys out there that you run down every year. They've got a back that just really has breakaway speed, and if you can t- contain them. Put a couple licks on them, knock the hat on them a little bit, and then can slow them down a little bit. Uh, can gain advantage. And I mean, each week we've watched your offense get better and better. We've seen uh, John Allman get more comfortable passing. Uh, last week, I thought John Allman had some real good passes, and his receivers didn't help him any as the ball went right in their hands and drops him. It's like, like just like Michael Moser said, if you're an offense, if you're a, a wide receiver on a team that throws four passes, you got to catch them all that are thrown to you. Yep. Um, yeah, our our <clears throat> offense has gotten a lot better. And uh, John is doing a good job. Our receivers, well, I think maybe you're talking about when Kobe dropped that one slant. But then the next time he came back and caught yep. it. So at least he redeemed himself, which was good. And he, one of my, I know Hoffman may come back to the ball, made a really nice play, him yep. right in the numbers and slid down through. I mean, don't let it hit that breastplate on, on your shoulder pads because that's, that's a, a hard one to catch. But uh, each week, uh, we also see Botkin step up and, and run the ball well. And uh, he had he had one of the touchdowns last night with Rumpel, had one of the touchdowns. And um, it's one of those things where I think Coach Hall tasked him early in the season, you know, you're going to have to step up and you're not going to go down on first first contact. You're a fullback. you got to run through this. And uh, we've seen him step up and really improve from week to week. Yeah, Isaac's really <clears throat> starting to come into his own as far as a fullback goes. He uh, Early on in the year, he just – Went to contact and just kind of went down. Now he's actually <clears throat> running through kids, keeping his head up, starting to read what's going on in front of him. 
and Rumpel's just doing a heck of a job on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. He's just one of our workhorses out there. Well, I remember back in the day on that state championship team with a fullback, we're number 36, and uh, he tended to run through people quite a bit. He kind of looked a lot like you. Oh, I, I was halfback then. <laughs> that was, yeah. Oh, that's right. Trent was, Trent was the fullback. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We had a bigger halfback than we did a fullback. That, that is true. <laughs> Yeah, those are wild times. <laughs> but uh, that, that's what you, you you put the guys out there you need to put out there. Um, Dane did have a had a statistic that, uh, you know, uh, Isaiah Thatcher tells him each, each week, hey, I'm going to run a kickoff back. And he said, I, they, they, Isaiah Thatcher had like 180 yards uh, rushing on kickoff receiving. Well, I, well, I looked at it. I mean, if you kick off to him nine times, I mean, it's going to add up. But those are things that uh, Thatcher's got good speed, and we've seen him break them before, and it's one of those deals that uh, you could be in a tight game you know down the way down in, in a tournament play and uh, he breaks one loose and that's what you need to set the game the other way mm-hmm. he had some pretty nice runs last night uh against leo well i think two or three we th- gave it to him on a toss he's able to zip through there and fit through a hole that he probably shouldn't have fit through but yeah he's 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 doing good for us and uh you guys uh alternate your offense a little bit you go from the old al Harris run and shoot and then you run a veer a little bit uh that's one of those things that do you just kind of throw something out there to see what's going to work against everybody and then stick with something, or is it one of those things you need to um, keep with your game plan and then go through it as you go out to, through the game? I think with the offense especially is teams, especially in our conference, that have played us years in and year out are kind of used to the run and shoot, so we have to give them another look for them to adjust to. That way we're not just stuck in our one formation that we only run. So. And um, you have shown that you can pass the ball. I mean, uh, you've got some guys out that uh, might make it back for the last game of the season. One of them's a really talented wide receiver for you, and uh, that's one of those things that uh, keep that passing game in there because uh, I've seen good things from John Allman. John can throw the long ball, and uh, we can show, see him uh, throw to Baker on those crossing patterns. That, uh, that That's a, a good play for you guys to that uh, I've seen a couple of automatic first downs on that little slant pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh- yeah, our pass game is definitely much better this year than last year. A lot of teams, I think, don't respect our wide receivers, so they give them space or they, they single cover them. And uh, it works to our advantage a lot of the time. You know, uh, Hoffman's like six four, six five out there, and he makes a pretty easy target if he's going up against a like, little five eight, five nine D-back. And that's, that makes an easy pass for a quarterback. Just throw it high, and, and that guy's got about a 75% chance to come down with that ball. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about Job is he's a young kid. He's not a. I think he's pretty sure he's a sophomore. So we'll have him for a few more years, and this is his first year really playing high school football um, for the full year. And I think he'll come into his own. And uh, we've also seen your defense stack stack up pretty good. That's the side of the ball that that you're most involved with. Um, those same guys that are offensive um, linemen for you become your defensive linemen, and uh, we've seen some good things on those kids. And uh, one of the things that I, I've always noticed that. Even late in the game, if you guys are down on the scoreboard, um, those guys are still fighting hard, and they do not want to lose. And every once in a while you see a penalty flag come out on one of those kids, but it's because they're playing hard, and they they don't want to lose, and they they got a little chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. We we definitely have chippy kids, and, and a lot of them do care, uh, for sure. Uh, as far as the defensive side of the ball goes, it's just it's so hard to try to make adjustments with those guys because they're constantly on the field. They don't come off, and... Uh, so we don't get a chance to talk to them, which is fine. But, I mean, they play hard, and that's all you can really ask for. 
And that's what we look for. And uh, next week, uh, as uh, you guys host New Haven, and uh, they come in, and uh, I know that uh, Leo's at the top of the conference, along with East Noble, and uh, the rest of the, everybody else is kind of just taking turns beating each other because one week you look at one guy you think should beat somebody, and uh, then somebody else steps up and uh, plays a better game. So it's like one of those things. Uh, there are games at this end of this season that are, are very winnable games for Belmont, and I, I think that's all you can do is keep striving. And I know you guys are playing hard, and from everything I've talked to the other three, two coaches here, that uh, they feel that uh, Nick and his coaching staff are doing the right things it takes to have a winning ball club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think time and, and belief will will be the, the, the biggest key to where our success is. Uh, just for us this season especially, is just getting better each week and, and, and fixing those same mistakes that we've been making before. Well, I appreciate you coming in, uh, Daniel. I did see that you ordered the Tex-Mex skillet over there, that uh, one of uh, Grant Mosier's favorites, the skillet to go, as uh, uh, the West End bre- uh, breakfast is a uh, fine place to have our coaches show. And uh, I hope uh, Nick and his family are, are healthy, and uh, next week we'll see him back. But uh, if you uh, plan to uh, take in that Belmont game, be part of that crowd to really um, get behind the Braves. Yep. Thank you. That's been Daniel Meyer with the Belmont Braves. We'll be back with Coach Grant Mosier right after these messages from our fine sponsors. Welcome back to the Leaky Brothers Plumbing, Heating, Adams County High School Football Coaches Show. Other fine sponsors help bring this to you on Saturday morning. It's Graber Insurance, Mind's Eye Graphic, Adams Moral Hospital, Innovative Concepts Audio and Video, Highway 27 Landscaping, Agnes Shock at Thrivent Financial, and our fine hosts who uh, give us good breakfast every day is the uh, West End Restaurant. Uh, our waitresses take fine care of us as they step in and make sure we have plenty you wanna, of You want to get on there and say anything? Yeah. Interview, we're gonna, you want to say anything on there? No, we're gonna, no? Okay. no she doesn't want <laughs> She doesn't want to be interviewed. And she's, yeah. she's our best waitress, too. Uh, I'm joined by uh, Coach Grant Mosier. And Grant, uh, I laid in bed last night thinking... What kind of interview do I do I get with Grant Mosier last night? We we talked and on your way out the the door last week. Uh, you were optimistic, but you you were also realistic that uh, on uh, your team, uh, without losing a couple of big guys, uh, were could have made this game better. But uh, Adam Central is just really loaded up this year. They've got uh, their specialty positions. They've got guys that are really fast, and uh, you get those guys in space. And uh, matter of fact, we talked. Their fullback ran away from your D backs last night as he breaks through the line on a little trap play, and uh, <coughs> they're just very good. And uh, you find that out in the, in the first series where you just could not get anything going. Yeah, we took one on the gym last night. We like I told, like we talked last week. We knew how good they were. Well, I guess we knew we knew that we were outmatched a little bit. We didn't, know, I guess, go that go down that hill that quick. Um, man, they're they're just so. Good, and there's so many weapons in space. Um, I I don't think we were ready for how physical they were up front. That's that's where I think yeah. we were ready for. We knew we knew their skill guys were very very good. Um, and, and it hurts us. We're missing obviously a lot of guys on, on our line. We're missing Parker Bryan and, and Sam Platter, two of our biggest linemen. Um, but but from the very start, that we took it on the chin and and tried to rally back. But they're just so good and making plays. Um. Alex Curry really is one of the best players I think I've coached against, and, and everything I hear about the kid is that he's he's a great kid too, a humble kid. I went and talked to him after the game, um, so it's hard to root, root against a kid like that. Um, but man, they I think had five carries with 23 yards to carry last night on on 120 yards, something like that. So something I had to bounce back from. 
And I, and I think it's one of those things that I, I believe that their offensive and defensive line are, are underrated, especially their offensive line, because people talk about their skills position. But last night, several times, I looked, and their O-line is 10 yards down the field pushing guys and uh, picking up extra blocks. And it's easy to be a running back if you're down sp- downfield and you're running you're looking for your blocks to pick. And by the time somebody first contact and the defense touches 15 yards down the field, I mean, it's easy to gain 23 yards of carry. Yeah, that, and especially those guys, they get any space at all, they're, they're gone. There, there's a move last night Curry made with on Mav Somerset where he stopped, almost uh, stopped and started to get almost mid-run. Um, man, but even you saw us last night, we onside kicked start of the game. That wasn't trying to get the ball back. That was just because they're going to return for a touchdown if you kick it deep. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is, we, we tried to punt out of bounds, and one time we didn't punt out of bounds, and they ran it back for a touchdown, <laughs> and we got, they got a penalty, luckily. But, man, they're, they're just so good. You can't even kick the ball to them. So they're going to run it back. You saw the pick six. Um, more growing pains, again, for our sophomore quarterback. But, again, I told him last night, uh, second half, I'd say, this, this is practice right now. Okay, you have a long career. Let's, let's just go out, go out and get better at the small things right here and keep working and getting better. Now, he didn't have much time either. Yeah, he was um, scrambling yeah, all night. Was. We, we looked a couple of times, and uh, – you know, Bloom, who was an all-conference freshman defensive yeah, lineman last yeah. year, uh, chased him down a couple of times, and uh, Warner was running for his life. And a couple of times, uh, Hirely chased him down. And one one pass, they, he threw a Hirely hit his arm, and the ball went straight up near. And I was like, that's going to be picked by somebody. And l- luckily for you, it uh, fell to the ground uh, unintercepted. But uh, it's one of those things. He was pressured all night long, and it's like, even if you rolled him out of the pocket, he had guys chasing him. A, a straight drop back was just not going to work for you. Yeah, it wasn't. But now our our offensive line, they're, they're, like I said, that we're, we're we're filling guys in. Um, right now, Thomas Murphy's prior most experienced offensive lineman, which started the year. He, he played JV last year. I wouldn't have said that ever. Um, Colin Subler's our center now, who moved there after Sam went down. He played tight end last year. Um, Clayton Strauss, a sophomore, who stepped in once once Sam went down playing guard for us now. Um, Ken Richardson, who's playing guard, was was a fullback last year, and then now we have Mav Campbell, who stepped in for Parker this week. It's his first uh, year playing football since sixth grade. So I guess the only, I guess the only the positive there is we have guys who can experience hopefully for next year. Um, we have young guys playing right now, but uh, we have we have winnable, winnable ball games coming up. We got to figure out a way to regroup here after two tough losses. And, and we, it's, it's, it's no secret we've been we've been kind of smoking mirrors the, the first couple of weeks where we were getting those wins with these young guys um, doing everything we can. So we got to come back here. Jay County is a good team. Bullen's a good team. In the next two games. So we got to. Um, try, try and stay a top two team in the conference. It's one of those things uh, when you had that stud loaded team that took you to the state championship last year every coach's reality comes in and say you look look, I got 19 seniors that are graduating here I'm going to have a down year. I'm going to have a down couple of years but how do I rebuild from that and the problem is that the, those guys are so good. The guys that are your twos and threes are not getting the playing time to turn them into those guys until something happens, until you graduate them all, until you get a bunch of guys hurt and they step in. And, you know, just like uh, Nick Hall with his guys, uh, he's got he's got a whole offensive line of 10th graders yeah. starting and with a freshman in there. And it's like, hey, these guys grow up real quick. And I tell you what, some of them, some of them respond to it and, and do real well. And, and others, I mean, you need to go look for another person. But for the most part, I, I think these young guys have stepped up for both Nick and yourself and uh, in a tough situation. Uh, to take it on and uh, make a make a pretty good game of it. Yeah, it's, some I think it's hard to some people are kind of forgetting that we're, we're we're four and two. I mean, our guys played well the first first couple weeks of the season after Aiden and and Sam went down week two on the first uh, series of the game. So like I said, I, we have we have one more games coming up. Last night was a was a big, um, I just question mark I guess for for our program where we're at right now. Um, we we've built something pretty special I think the last five six years now. 
and we challenged him at halftime and said, what, what kind of we, – we have two paths we can take right here. Um, we talk a lot about character, and uh, we talked – we said at halftime, hey, this isn't fun. I know you don't, I don't, I know you don't want to go back out there. It's 42 <laughs> nothing. You're getting your butt kicked uh, physically. Um, it's embarrassing, but, we, but life's hard, man. You're, you're going to face a lot of things in life that are a lot harder than this game right here. Uh, you're going you're gonna to face uh, – there's death, there's divorce, there's – you're going to lose a job, whatever it is. And, and that's why you play football is try to prepare you for life. So you got you to take one on the chin in life and you get back up and you just keep pushing. So, so as a coach that's had a big success and played multiple games with a running clock in a second half, last night tonight as a coach that you really appreciate that because it's like, all right, the first half is, is to the point where the second half doesn't mean that we're not going to come back from this. Let's get this clock running and we'll get on a bus and go home. That was the first time it's been used against me. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't like it as much that way as I did the other way. But, yeah, it's still nice to just – when the game's out of hand, let's just get out of here and, and regroup. Um, we, we thought we, – we thought we had a chance to, we thought to score at the end of the first half there. And we were, we made, we had a bad read and, and threw a pick six. But, yeah, that's the rule I like is running clock, especially when you're, when you're outmatched or when the other team's outmatched a little bit, uh, just to kind of even the, even the field there a little bit and, and get them quicker. So, one of the uh, probably the uh, benefits of uh, the game last night was at the end. Uh, I heard that Willa Kay was cooking for you, and I did see that Toby <laughs> walked through and he said, "You know who Willa Kay is?" I said, "Yeah, we know who it is." And he said, "She's cooking tonight, and it's good." And it's like I didn't get the invite, but uh, oh, I drove past the buses on the way out. Uh, so some of those kids after uh, have to lick their wounds, and at least had some a little bit of uh, nutrient to uh, get yeah. them home. They, they had some Papa John's. Yeah, Willa Kay is our number one supporter. She brought us four pans of lasagna, four pies. Um, there's a small salad that our coaches didn't carry for as much. I'm not, actually an incredible salad too, but we're, we're, we're a bunch of guys that like carbs. Um, but there's still a pan of lasagna in my fridge for today even. So we, we, we flooded her phone with about 15 text messages last night and thanking her. But, yeah, she's one again, I said last week about how much uh, support we have, and she's one of the people that is just nice, sending send, uh, text messages all the time and, and supporting and encouraging. Um, sends, me, sends me her devotional sometimes. Um, but we, we have so many people that just make, make this program go. So, again, it's kind of a crossroads right here. We haven't taken one on the chin like that since my first year um, in, in where, where, we, where we got dominated on both sides of the ball. A- ACs, I, I believe they're going to be – down at Lucasville Stadium, unless something happens to them, they're, they're just too talented. Um, they have they have all the pieces. Some of our team last year are working right now. So unless something goes wrong, I think I think they're down at Lucasville Stadium playing. Well, I think your your next week's game is against Jay County. That is our game of the week. I believe we'll be there at uh, South Adams uh, for that game. And uh, it's one of those things. Uh, Jay County has struggled. They're they're getting a little better. It's not one of those things that. Uh, you think you can look past them, but it's a, a a week that you can rebuild on. It's like, okay, we got spanked last night. Uh, next week we come in, we have a game that's that's winnable for us that is in, on our side. And then you play Woodland, and uh, Michael was talking. He said Woodland's coming on. Woodland's been playing better each week, and it's like um, you're just not going to coast through the end of the season, get to week one of sectional. I mean, you got some games that have to play. Which is, which is more fun. ACAC is getting better and better, which is, which is like last year. It was so down. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. That makes it more fun, though. So, so Jay County has a. We watched film last night for quite a while on Jay County. They have a great fullback in Quinn Faulkner. Um, he had five touchdowns rushing against Bluffton a couple weeks ago. Uh, they have the new coach there, uh, Grant Zianga, does does a great job. He has 23 winning seasons at Delta in his past. Um, so they, they just do things really well. So it's going to be. The, the, we like being at home, though. You look you look historically at us at home. I think 
we talked about it maybe last week, but we, we lost in 2018. To Adam Central before that goes back to 2016. So we've lost one time at home in the last six years. Um, or five years. Yeah, six years, I guess. Five years. Math, math is hard. Five years. <laughs> so, teach business. Yeah, right. right. So we so we play we play well at home. Um, historically, so so we like playing at home. Our crowd's always great, supporting us at home. It's always loud. Um, so so it's gonna be a good game. Though we we like good games. Uh, Woodland, like you said, is getting better too. They, their quarterback's getting better and better. He, he threw another great game last night with I think 300 plus yards. He's like 25 of 35 or something like that. So. We, we got to find a way for these young guys just to grow up quick, and we want to keep we want to keep uh, keep fighting and keep clawing. Yeah, Woodland was a thirty-one to uh, seven winner over Jay County last night. So yeah. that's your next two weeks games. Uh, and uh, I talked to the other two coaches. We just had week six last night. We're in week yeah, seven crazy. next week, and you know you play nine game season, then you get a, a, a guaranteed sectional game. So it's a ten game season, and uh, we're at game seven next week already. Yeah, and, and I do. <clears throat> I told I told some of our guys last night. Nothing changes. We. we I still think we can beat Monroe Central if we if we do do things the right way and some things go our way. Um, so we we got our kids believing that. Hopefully, um, <clears throat> we've broken that film down. We have so many chances where um, we do something different here or there, or don't make a mistake. Um, um, we 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 are up in that game fourteen nothing. So I think that's a game we can get and, and a section we can win. So that's kind of our goal here still, which has been from the very start. Is we like we love winning sectionals. Um, so, so we got to, but this obviously we want to win the next couple of weeks first and use that as preparation going into sectional. Well, I tell you what, Grant, uh, from going to the, uh, state finals, uh, last year and then, uh, at the big loss last night, uh, I knew that this would not be a good interview, but, uh, Hey, I thought it was a great interview. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've, you've been on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. I mean, in your, in your first couple of seasons, it's like you're, you're in Nick Hall's shoes you're a young coach and you had to build a program and uh you know you're going to take some lumps i mean it, it, if you don't want to take lumps don't be a high school football coach because exactly. it's it's not the place to be one of, the, one of the best quotes i've heard is if you want to make everyone happy don't be don't be a leader go sell ice cream <laughs> <coughs> so there, you're always gonna have people questioning i mean as, as a football coach especially as a head coach in any sport people are gonna be questioning um things you do because everyone's biased um um with certain kids obviously if you're a parent you're biased with your kid which you should be um, you should care more about your kid, but he's got he's got to trust what we're doing. Um, we I, I tell parents when they're upset about playing time or, or whatever it is. I said we hey, we have we have eleven coaches on staff who know the game well, and we don't take things lightly. Um, we we're we're constantly evaluating um, what we're doing both sides of the ball. We're constantly evaluating players and personnel. Um, so we we want to get, but we don't, we don't like losing, man. Coaches don't like losing either. We're not we're not trying to lose. We're trying to get our best our best game plan, our best team out there. Um, so, so we'll bounce back too. Well, if you want to be a coach that doesn't get accused of playing favorites, cro- coach cross country. That's exactly. Okay. It. It's you easier, put six right? guys out yeah. there, the fastest guy come across, guess who's number one? Yeah. That's, it's that guy. It's not up to me. I mean, you put them on there and let them go, but, uh, you know, they're, they're or, re- or wrestling or wrestling. You have two guys. Hey, he beat him. He's going <laughs> to wrestle for us. <laughs> you know, varsity. my guy pinned your, yeah. my kid pinned your kid six times in a row. Okay. We, we know who's going to start, but, and not to get out of football, but. We're six weeks away from wrestling. Yeah, who, yeah. who cares? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I do love good. I, I do love wrestling. I love basketball well, and wrestling. But I tell you what, I know uh, you're a wrestling guy. Both both these football teams have some outstanding wrestling. <coughs> oh my and yeah. as, as you look at your offensive lines uh, and defensive lines, those guys that wrestle are those guys that really have the good foot skills, and that uh, you want to you want your guys to have that agility and and the hand hand fighting uh, yes. of a wrestler 
on the offensive line, defensive line is incredible. You know, I don't remember the guy's name, but the guy that was a uh, world-class wrestler that was a world champion um, never played a down of football and got drafted by the uh, New England Patriots and has yeah. like three Super Bowl rings for him. Uh, I know you're talking about, but yeah, I, I was. I'm kidding. I, I I love our guys wrestling, um, especially our linemen because, like I said, so good with with their footwork and their and their hands and. Um, I love it makes them, it makes them in better shape, which some of our linemen need a lot of times. I don't love some of our young guys how much weight they need to cut sometimes, <laughs> but they usually gain it back pretty quick. But same thing, it makes you a better tackler, no yeah. question. Um, you, you watch AJ Dolly's part, one of our best tacklers, because he's, he's wrestled his whole life. He's Matt Somerset the same way. Um, they're some of our best tacklers because they've wrestled their whole life. So it definitely makes you a better football player. Um, basketball basketball's probably similar in some ways, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of our guys wrestling. I love our I love our guys playing all sports, man. Cause you, especially a small school, we have to be multi We have to have multi athletes, multi sport athletes. Um, so it's just something that we have to have. But you, you talked a little bit too about just uh, going through through a program here where we we lose everybody and things going down. But that's part of being a one A school, man. You got to regroup and reload and next man up. So that's where we're at right now. And hopefully, we just keep getting better. And get this, this again, this is a huge week for us, man. We don't want we don't want to drop three straight. You know, there there are times when. Uh, I see a kid make a nice open field tackle, and I know he's a wrestler because he hits a nice double leg. And then every once in a while, this kid makes a tackle, and it's a nice double leg. That kid is not a wrestler. Hey, wrestling coach, you need to go yeah, talk to this kid. Go get him, yeah. Go get him because he hit a nice double leg. But uh, <laughs> like I said, 1A sports and 2A sports like mm-hmm. uh, South Amsterdam, Central Belmont play in. I mean, there are just not a lot of numbered kids. And I don't care what sport you're playing. I mean, you're going to have to make do with the athlete, athletes that you have, and you're going to have to take those kids that are maybe not the level – you need them to be, and you got to coach them up, and they're they're going to get in there, and they're going to survive, and they're going to perform for you. Yeah, and it's fun. It's fun coaching. Uh, we didn't have to, we didn't have done much coaching last year because our kids were so good and so smart already and talented. And this year we got to coach, which is fun. That's why that's why we do it because we want to coach. Um, but coaching kids up, like you said, it, it's fun. It's fun being in tight games, um, like we, like we were with with Bluffton and. Um, even Heritage early on and Belmont early on in the game, that's fun. That's that's why you coach because you want to be in those kind of games. Monroe Central was fun to coach. Um, it was seven nothing at halftime. So and this week's going to be close too. So that's why you coach. And, and again, our kids want to win, man. They're used to winning. So that's kind of what we said. We we're at a crossroads right now in our program. That this is going to be a huge week for us, preparation wise and mentally and and physically. You know, I mean, you talk about coaching at halftime. You you said you had one of those tough coaching. Uh, uh, experiences you go in at halftime and it's like you tell your kids you got two paths you you go this way you go that way I know uh you know the the famous uh Rick Minnick at Adam Central one year they were playing Heritage on a road and Heritage was was sticking it to him at first half did he punch a locker uh he did something he I don't know <laughs> but he came in he came in at halftime told these guys look this isn't Adam Central football mm-hmm. I mean we're going to respond to it and they came out in the second half and it was two different teams, and they yeah. came back, and uh, they had a, they were on the run, and uh, they had like seconds left to to win the game. They threw a hook, hook and ladder play, and the Spieth kid intercept pick six the hook and ladder. I remember that. And, I feel and like, runs, it, runs it for a touchdown. I mean, but that's the thing, and it's like you to, he had two options: yep. you can lay down and die, yep. or you can come back and do. It. And they came out in the second half, and you could definitely see that motivational speech that got him to the point that changed it around. I mean. Did you have that speech last night? I don't think you could have had a speech no. that worked last night because you were outmanned by the by the uh, the team that you were playing against. But mm. there are times when that motivational speech. I refereed wrestling with Russ Isaacs for years. Russ Isaacs, one of the best motivational oh, my, uh, coaches I ever seen, and he told me that he had guys that he could go into Northrop's 
hallways and get mm-hmm. guys that were not playing and make a state championship team out of them. And this better, had better athletes, but I tell you what, that guy was a motivator mm-hmm. to the point where he would take kids and he won many, many games with teams that were not as good as other players just because he was the motivator he was. We absolutely kids got to got to know first and foremost that you care for them, or they're not gonna they're not gonna play hard for you. They got to know that that you want the best for them, and, they, and, and, and that you trust them, and they get to get them to trust you. So, I do think we have that with with our kids and our coaching staff, where we have that trust. And one of the best things I've done, I, I feel like, for our program is we have a leadership committee where I have eight players on there, and, and I meet with them every other week, and I just say it's me, just me and them, and I say, I never want to be that coach. You see, all the time our coaches lose their, lose their team. And they hate the coach and the decision. So I said, we're always going to be honest in here. Tell me everything from you're the head coach. What would you change about practice? What would you change about our play calling, offense, defense, our scheme? What would you change about our program in general? What's, what's, the, what's the vision of our program? And that, that's been huge for us because they're, they're honest with me. And they say, we need to, we need to run the ball more. We need to uh, get out of this, this front defensively. We need to do this in practice. We do this in practice. And, and that's been incredible because then I feel like they have, they, have a, they have a say, a little more autonomy. So I think that's been big for us. Well, it helps those kids uh, in their leadership role. And it, like I said, this is high school football. This is not the rest of their life. I mean, they're going to exactly. go on to do something else. So it's like if you give them, them uh, that opportunity to have a say in it, you know, a couple of years they're going to be in a job and they're going to be a supervisor. They're going to be working. And it's like, okay, I don't like the job I'm doing. Okay, well, you got that say in what you're going to do. And, and most businesses run that way. You teach business. You run your high school football team like a business because you're not building football players. You're building community members are going to go on later on in life and it's like you got to take the football helmet off at some point in time and you're not going to play football the rest of your life and you're going to have to mold into business and it's one of those things you have to teach your kids that uh, life goes on and and how am I going to take what I learned from playing football or wrestling or track or cross country and take that into life well well, exactly right and and kids are kids so we, we, we punish kids for being late if you show up without me knowing or don't show up don't show up and I don't know why you're not there you're going to punish you, and, and early on, that was hard to kind of establish that. And kids are like, "Well, that hey. happens in your job." Exactly. That's what I said. That's exactly, that's exactly right. I said, they said why, "Why do you do this?" And I said, "Hey, you, you you get to the job someday, and you don't show up and don't tell them why. You're going to be fired, or you start showing up late, you're going to be in trouble." So that's that's the whole goal here is trying to prepare you for life and being being great men of character. So that's that's again another reason why why my staff coaches, and, and that's what we try to build. And and uh, right now, I think our, our kids do buy into that. Again, last you're going to have setbacks as far as wins and losses go. But it's not always about wins and losses either. Easy to, easy to say after a loss, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, this is a character-building week for you. You know it is. It's like mm-hmm. how you respond. If you think you're going to play a sport and you're going to win every game, yeah. here, here's the reality. You're not going to win every mm-hmm. game. I mean, you don't want to lose three in a row, but you're going to come back. And there are times, I mean, I mean, the, the Belmont team, they're looking for a win. I mean, yeah. they, they have a different goal. I mean, they're not trying to have an undefeated season. They're trying to win a game. They want to have... They want to win a game, and in their situation, they're playing hard and they're doing the right things. It's just like has not happened for them yet. Do we think it's going to happen in the future? Yeah, we think it is, but it's one of those things that you have to build and get to the thing and uh, take baby steps. Yeah, but that's the same place we were at. We were the same place they are. <coughs> and like I told you before, they're, they're doing everything right, man. Those coaches are doing the right thing. They're taking the right steps. Um, they're getting their kids to believe, and they're just in such a tough conference, too, which doesn't help. Um, but – so we, again, halftime we talked last night. We, we have this big thing with culture doesn't graduate, and if we're gonna hang our hat on that, man, we're gonna have to fight. We have to fight in games like that. You're not gonna be able to roll over. So I'm gonna have said it twice already, but this is I'm, I'm very interested to see where we go this week as far as our coaching staff and our players, how we bounce back. 
Um, it's going to be a huge week of, of watching film. It's going to be a big week of preparation, getting back to fundamentals, because this is a game that I don't, I don't want to say we must win, but it's a huge game where we, where we <laughs> you want to win. We want to win bad, man. It's, like I said, Willen's going to be tough too. I I really really don't want to go four and four um, after a four zero start. So. We'll see how our kids respond. I, I again, I, I love our kids. I told them that after time too. I, I love. I wouldn't. Rather, I'd rather wouldn't be anywhere else, man. I love South Adams football, and I, I love the kids we have. They they fight hard. They're they're fun to be around. Uh, they practice hard. So so this is where I want to be, and uh, we'll bounce back. With that, I'm going to let uh, Coach Mosier go. He's got his uh, skillet has shown up. My uh, uh, meat lover's omelet has uh, shown up, ready to go, and we'll send it back to the studio one more time for a round of messages. Back with our wrap up right after this.